Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Hello, 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 and welcome to another edition of Rage Quit, the video game discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. This is the Bear of Texas reporting live from an undisclosed location deep in the heart of Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so ready to talk about video games. And tonight's subject is, quite frankly, the greatest video game of all time as far as zombie apocalypse goes. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here to talk about Left 4 Dead. And it's no exaggeration in my honest opinion that Left 4 Dead is arguably the greatest zombie game ever created. Dead Rising certainly gives it competition, but I personally have to go with Left 4 Dead. Dead. Left 4 Dead was introduced to me by a good friend of mine. And honestly, it had been about time that we needed a game quite like this. Published and developed by Valve. Came out, I believe, in late 2008. Alright. Actually, in November 18th, 2008, in America and Australia, and just three days later... It was released in Europe. Of course, it's set in an aftermath of a worldwide zombie uh, pandemic. Four characters dubbed the Survivors. Was their single player mode, which is all I did. They play uh, online a little bit when I finally got Xbox Live. But in this video game series, the campaign is really what I stuck the guns out to. Because I felt like the campaign was super fun. As great as the campaign was, I felt like, you know, since I love the game so much, I only wish the campaign had been a bit longer, but at least I can say the game was not too short. So I'm grateful to have such a unique video game out there. I didn't play this game probably till early 2009. I might have played it before that. But I didn't have my own copy of the game until 2009 when I got it as a gift from my mom on my birthday. The popularity, you know, took a toll. I mean, the game was successful enough for them to, to make a sequel, Left 4 Dead 2, which came out in late 2009, a little over a year after the first one came out. But I can't tell you how much I love the game. Much like all the other games, you know, as great as it was, it was praised, of course. It did have some criticism, but, you know, let's be honest. Which video game has never been criticized for anything? Can't really name one, can you? But this game really, I mean, I love the story, first of all. If I, if I enjoy the campaign that much, ladies and gentlemen, I can't tell you that I did not actually find the story to be interesting. The, in, the intro video of this game is really cool, and I think you have to watch it so you can get really into the game and into the story and kind of know what's going on. 
as you know, the game actually takes place in Pennsylvania. And the four survivors, Francis, the biker, Bill, the aged old Vietnam veteran who apparently still is pretty good in combat, Zoe, the college student, and, and Louie, the corporate dude who's you know, wearing a tie. His tie is not really done right. <laughs> if I were to guess, he's got to be the manager of some sort of company. I mean, Wikipedia will say he's a district account manager, which could be true, but really, I just say, you know what? Best way to describe Louis, Louis or Louis is an office worker. I mean, what else can I say? The gameplay is just so unique, okay? And you know, the, the fact that it's first person shooter, you know, th that's what I love, really. But, you know. Really makes you, you know, the game really does take a little bit of strategy because, you know, you're in a freaking zombie apocalypse. However, much to my surprise, I mean, I know it's a video game, but it's rare that in the world of zombies, like especially in the films, in order to kill a zombie, you're supposed to shoot it in the head. But in Left 4 Dead, you can shoot it anywhere and the zombie dies. So, I mean, I get it. It is a video game, but I felt like, you know what? If they made it like that where you have to shoot him in the head... Fine, because in a real zombie apocalypse, that's how you kill a zombie. You shoot them in the head. Keep in mind, I mean, they're dead. They're undead. I mean, shooting them in the chest does nothing because, you know, the heart isn't beating. The, br the brain, yeah, that's right. The brain is the only thing that's active in a zombie. Yeah, the heart's not doing anything. The heart's not even beating. So, <laughs> I mean, I learned that when I watched the Resident Evil movie series starring Mila Jovovich, one of my favorite actresses ever. But yeah. The head is what you go for when it comes to killing a zombie. Now, the original campaign is divided into five levels. There's five campaigns, I remember, if I remember correct. At least in the first one, okay? There's the first one, No Mercy. Then there's Death Toll. Then there's Dead Air. And there's Blue Har Blood Harvest. Okay, so there's four in the first one. And there's five, and there's five parts in each one. So it's pretty, it's decently lengthy. Now, No Mercy, what you start, like, basically, when you watch the intro video, the way the game starts is you're on the rooftop where the video ended. You're basically on the rooftop of, a, of an apartment, and there's that News 5 helicopter that's flying around telling survivors to go to the, to go to the hospital rooftop for evacuations. So, you start in the apartment building, work your way down, you get to a, eventually to a subway station, then you get to a sewer, and then you get to the hospital, where you have to fight your way through go up, and then you take that elevator, and then you gotta go through the part of the hospital that's unbuilt, and once you make radio contact, you gotta fight off a horde of zombies, including specially infected zombies, like the tank. Now, before I go further into uh, the story, I mean, I really gotta take a little bit of time to talk about the special infected. The boomer. <laughs> the boomer is a special infected that vomits a special bile on you. <laughs> It'll temporarily blind you but, you know, the real con in this case is that it draws a horde of zombies to you. And what, what I really like about the fact that they put in this game, like, when there's a special infected near you, there's a little music, a little piece of music, a soundbite, in the terms of journalism, a soundbite plays to warn you. And each special infected has a certain sound, and I actually recognize them, I and personally, my favorite one is the warning sound for the boomer. <laughs> but, you know, for the boomer, you, you can also hear him grunt, so... And you know what to keep in mind. Also, I remember if I remember so correctly, in order to kill the boomer, I mean, if if you shoot it when it's too close to you, 
that that bile is going to be all over you, and then you'll be attacked by zombies. So you got to push him back. You got to make sure that he's far away from you before you kill him. <coughs> Excuse me. Now we get to the hunter. <laughs> and I can see why they call it a hunter, because it jumps on you, it just claws you. <laughs> Man, it really jumps on you, literally, it's like it's beating you to death. The way it screams at you, man, it's it's just so scary. <laughs> it just pounces, it growls, man. That hunter really makes... It shows no mercy. <laughs> and what's so amazing about it is that the hunter is actually the only special infected that can remain absolutely silent. So the, when this morning, morning music uh, plays, man, you better be ready for anything. Uh, the best way to get it, well, usually when the... Jumper, when the hunter jumps at you, you, you press the button, you, you do a melee attack where you hit him with a gun. Yeah, I like it. Like, the way it falls back on the ground, and then you have to start shooting it. I mean, I always thought that was that was pretty cool. I mean, if it's as long as it's on the ground, you know, it's not fighting back. I mean, that's, that's your chance right there. Now we get to the smoker. Well, I'm going to be honest with you. Whoever, the designer who came up... With the idea for these special infected, I mean, I, I gotta give them a lot of credit. I mean, I gotta applaud them. I mean, they really give gave this some thought, and they really used their wild and, and crazy imagination. You know, kind of like I do. I mean, if you want to make a zombie game special, it takes a lot of special thinking. It, it takes a lot of creative and lengthy thinking. You don't want to rush this. You want to make the best out of this. I mean, you want to be creative, right? So of course, that's what they did. The smoker ambushes you. Okay. And while there's the warning uh, sound about, of course, it actually makes a funny growling sound. And the reason, and what it does, like if you don't see it, like it'll catch you, like with its long tongue, and it'll like kind of pull you in. And you know, when, and when you kill it, I mean, it, it just explodes, and then there's like smoke going everywhere. I mean, <laughs> it's it's pretty darn insane. I, I guess you can see why they called it the smoker, but man, and it was of course, you know, they they gave it the fact that the smoker fr frequently coughs as well. I mean, that, that's actually how they know that they're around. It, it's not actually a growl. It's more like a cough. But I could have sworn I, I heard the smoker growl. I mean, maybe they put it in too. Or maybe maybe it was just another zombie. I don't know. I don't know. But, I mean, the way the smoker just drags it, the players that it captures with its tongue towards himself. I mean, unbelievable. You know, I just can't. I just can't imagine, how, you know, if that happened in real life. You know, a smoker zombie like that captures me. I mean, well, I might as well just say my prayers because I'm probably dead. But now we get to the tank. The biggest and strongest of all the infected, of course. It's called the tank. It can easily wipe you out in seconds. <laughs> it's hard to kill, I'm going to be honest. I mean, if you're going to use the full-on assault rifle to shoot it, you're probably going to reload at least three times. Pipe bomb is worthless because it, it keeps moving. Shotgun actually helps, but, you know, to get the shotgun kill quick, you gotta shoot in the head and get close, but... I mean, this tank... Ugh. It's really a pain in the ass to deal with. But I like how in this one, they really put some thought into this, too. <laughs> Basically, like, regular body legs, you know, a huge torso, huge arms, and then a small head. <laughs> now... If the tank is actually set on fire, which actually can happen in Left 4 Dead 2, it takes 30 to 45 seconds to kill it. So usually, sometimes you you gotta get ready. You gotta have another one ready. I mean, killing the tank is not gonna be an easy task. But anyway, let's go ahead and get back to the campaign for the first one, ladies and gentlemen. 
So, of course, no mercy, just like I had said. You know, the rooftop finale, you know, you get evacuated out of the hospital. And then you get to Death Toll, which is the second campaign. Basically, you arrive in a small town. On a, you know, basically, where it starts is you're on a blocked path of an abandoned highway. You get to a town called Riverside. I'm pretty sure there's a the town in the game is obviously modeled after a real town in Pennsylvania, although I'm sure the real town is not named Riverside, or maybe it is, I don't know. But, you know, you know, after, I, I totally forgot about this. You know, when I was talking about the characters, I feel like I should tell you which character I played with the most in this one. I'm going to be honest, I played as Francis all the time. And what I, what I really loved about Francis is that he always he would always say, I hate hospitals. I hate subways. I hate stairs. I hate the woods. <laughs> I mean, on YouTube, there's, a, there's actually a video of that. They made it to a rap song, but what I like about Francis is just, <laughs> you know, he's the biker, the badass biker with all the tattoos, <laughs> who basically hates everything, including and doctors and lawyers and cops. And that's, after, that's what he says after he says, I hate hospitals. <laughs> but... I just really enjoyed playing as Francis because Francis is the badass. <laughs> but anyway, going back to uh, Death Toll here. Now, from what I remember, you start off, of course, on the abandoned highway. You fight your way through a train yard, and eventually you get to a church. And there's actually something funny in that particular spot. When you get close to the church, you hear a voice that's, uh, that's continually saying, Better safe than sorry, better safe than sorry, better safe than sorry. And once you actually get to the door where he is... I mean, all hell truly breaks loose. <laughs> I mean, that's no, that's no uh, surprise right there. If I remember correctly, like as soon as you get to the door, or uh, at least you know when you um, when you approach it, yeah, you you encounter the hostile and delirious man who basically cl- locks the door and then he he sounds the bell of the church. You know, of course, you know, attracting a large horde of zombies. And you got to fight it off before you can you can get in, and then you know, then you have your first uh, save of the game, basically. So I thought, that, I thought that was pretty cool, but... And what's funny is after you fight off the horde, you open that door that he locked, you actually find a dead body, so it seems to me like that person got attacked by a zombie. I mean, hey, he tried to have you killed, so... It's only karma, right? You reap what you sow. You ha- you got what you had coming. <laughs> I mean, probably would have been better if Francis dealt with that guy. Oh, you know, and, and speaking of that, it's funny. Francis will sometimes tell that guy... Come on, open the door. We got an old man here that, that needs that needs medical attention. That needs to rest. <laughs> I mean, Francis and Bill really kind of got on each other's nerves, but uh, I, I think that was actually pretty funny. But after the church, basically after that, you, you go through the town, and then, and then eventually you get to a lake where you make contact with a civilian fishing boat, and it, and it's just it's just <clears throat> excuse me, and it's just you know the same thing. You know, you fight off the you fight off the horde. While the vessel is on its way, it picks you up, and then that, that's the end of the campaign. So, I mean, these campaigns, there's really not much to say about each one, but, you know, they really are longer than, they, than what they seem, so. But anyway, you, you get picked up, okay, and then, appa- and, and then you know, you get to a town that's basically, you know, in flames, and this time, the name of the campaign is called Dead Air. And what you start is, you're basically in a greenhouse, and then you're interrupted by a military plane that flies overhead. And then, you know, of course, it makes you think that the airport's still functional, although the, even the airport is up in flames. But as you get through the town, basically in that part, on, on the way to the airport, 
you get through the metropolitan area, you go through rooftops, construction site, the terminal, and then you get to the runway finale, and it's just the same thing. You find the plane, and it's out of fuel, and basically while it's refueling, you find out the horde of zombies, and that's it. <laughs> Which brings to the final one, the blood harvest. Now you crash land in the, in the middle of a thick forest, okay? And from what I understand from a friend is you're actually in a forest uh, on the outskirts of the Allegheny National Forest, which, according to a good friend of mine who's from Pittsburgh, is actually about 100 miles outside of Pittsburgh. So they really did their best to actually kind of make it really seem like off of re really, like really Pennsylvania. <laughs> really interesting indeed, but... But, you know, this one, you know, you go through a repair warehouse, you go these railway lines excuse me, railway lines, and then you go up through a bridge and another train station, and then there's the farmhouse finale, and it's just, it's just the same thing. So basically, each ending of the campaign is the same thing, but what I found disappointing, I mean, I don't remember exactly, you know, what happened to the survivors, but it's just the end of the game, and that's it. Hmm. Kind of shows you the credits and everything, and boom, that was it. So that takes care of the campaign, but, you know, the gameplay itself is just, you know, what I like is, you know, it, it focuses so much on, on, on the art of teamwork. Like, when your health is at, when your health is low and, and one, one of the other characters, you know, has a uh, medical kit, they'll actually, they'll actually heal you, your health will get back up. You know, if, if they don't have a, a, med a, a health kit, you know, they have uh, these uh, painkillers, which actually... Boosts your health, but uh, it does have a bit of an effect on you. <laughs> but you know, what I always found interesting in campaign mode, if one of the survivors is somehow killed, they actually respawn just a few seconds later, and they're either in a closet or in a small room, and you actually have to open the door for them, for them to rejoin the team. Hmm. And, you know, a friend of mine, Harrison Hendon, a very, very good friend of mine, said that that's the art of artificial intelligence in a game. Because when he bought the game, I mean, he told me that he told me that the artificial intelligence of the game is so unique, and it's, and it's really, and it's really, really cool. So, but you know, you know, <laughs> I really figured, well, if he's if he's dead, then he needs to be dead for the rest of the campaign, right? <laughs> now the weapons, man. You know what's funny? There's a semi-automatic pistol, the only weapon with unlimited ammo in the game. And actually, the only weapon that you can use if you're in, in, incapacitated. Of course, if you have uh, two of them, you, you can dual wield them, which, which is really cool. It really makes you feel like a badass. But the guns in that game, man. The Uzi submachine gun. The pump-action shotgun. And then there's the full-on auto-assault rifle and the semi-automatic shotgun. And the scoping hunting rifle. There's actually part of the game in the second one, okay, in, um, in, in Riverside. I forgot the name of the campaign already. Can you believe that? Okay, Death Toll. I'm sorry. There's actually a part when you, when you get out of the church, when you're on the roof of the church, there's a whole like group of zombies. You can actually snipe them with a hunting rifle, and that is so much fun. I mean, in the zombie apocalypse, if you're on the if you're on the roof and there's all these zombies under you, and if, <laughs> luckily by chance you have unlimited ammo, hunting zombies from a rooftop is a lot of fun. <laughs> Helps you work on the shots too. But also remember, there's actually the minigun turrets every now and then. <laughs> But and what I, and also you know I forgot about this too. This, these the what they call the environmental weapons like gas cans. Oh yeah, the propane cylinders, oxygen tanks. That if you shoot them they explode. But 
but also again the pipe bomb. And you throw that pipe bomb, man. That ho- when 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 you when there's all these zo- a group of zombies, you throw the pipe bomb. All the zombies just come at it. You know they just you know try to destroy it because you know it, it's blinking and it's making a sound. When it explodes, boom! It kills all of them, and bam, you got yourself really a good group kill. Very in- intelligent. I'm gonna be honest. Left for Dead One was truly something, and and I'm very very grateful for my friend Ethan, who introduced me to this game. You know, aside from that, he introduced me to Doom Three, Half Life Two, Counter Strike, Counter Strike Source, the original Half Life. I really I really gotta hand it to him because you know, when when he invited me over to play this game, he he told me that he wanted me to play the entire time because he wanted me to beat the game. <laughs> that's just a, that's just how much of a good friend he is, you know. V- v- very sharing, and you know, really committed to introducing me, introducing me to stuff, and and he knows that how much I love, zo- you know. He and I, you know, love being huge fans of zombie apocalypse, you know, games, movies, and etc. I I really appreciate him, you know, introducing me to this game because this game is really life changing. I mean, th- this was one of the best games for my teen years. But this is Left 4 Dead One, and you know, Left 4 Dead Two really just took it to a whole new level. But, you know, one of the regrets, too, is that also a couple of two, like, I think two uh, bonus levels came out, but I never played them. Because, you know, I, I'm not sure. I mean, I, I never really, I was never really in the favor of downloading these DLC campaigns, you know, paying extra cash for them. That's just really not the gamer that I am, because I'm not willing to pay extra money just for things like that, because I kind of feel like it's silly, but. But it's cool. But, you know, I should have mentioned also, in, in, in Left 4 Dead 1. Every now and then you'll you'll come across uh, excuse me come across a car that apparently has an alarm that if you shoot it the alarm and the car alarm goes off well you just made a stupid mistake because you're about to be attacked by a horde of zombies buddy <laughs> but you know what if you're willing to fight zombies then go for it do it it, it can't hurt <laughs> you know it, it, what amazes me is that the popularity was so good that it took him a year to get the sequel. I really didn't expect the sequel to be out within the next year. But, amazingly, they were able to get it done. Now, when I was introduced to this game, my uh, my friend Ethan had it on the PC. I mean, for me, I've never been much of a PC gamer, except for at a friend's house. But, when I finally got the game, I got it on the Xbox. So, I can say, proudly say, I beat the game on the PC and on the Xbox. So, I'm very, very, very proud of that. Might as well take a bow, right? <laughs> Just kidding. Now we get to Left 4 Dead 2. A couple of additions were made. Big time. Addition number one. Some new infected. Now the, inf- the special infected from the first game, the tank, the smoker, the hunter and boomer, they were all in this game. But they added a couple of new things. But now, keep in mind... And this, this, the setting of this game takes place in the South. And, I, and I'm going to get to the campaign in a little bit. The first one is the Charger. A special infected that appears in Left 4 Dead 2, of course. The Charger's main attack is that it charges forward and then it plows you. It plows into the survivors and it picks you up and it starts slamming you on the ground. Huh. I mean, that's why it's called the Charger. I mean, it looks at you and then it runs towards you like it's a foot, like a running back. <laughs> so, of course, it, char- it really charges at you. Slams the captive, man. Wow. 
then the Chargers detected, of course, you know, okay, that's the one with the growling noise, okay. And of course, the, there's the uh, the sound bite, the warning sound bite. <laughs> it's you know, definitely not the. Uh, and you know what's also you know I should I should point out, it, it, it can't you know you, you can't hit it with you know you can't do a melee attack on it. You actually have to shoot it to kill it. So, but anyway, then we get to the jockey. Ugh, a small infected that clings to you. It'll sneak up for you from behind. It'll jump on you and then like ride on you. It'll drag you around. And he shifts his weight and basically causes you to stumble and whatever. I mean, it's like a little kid. He jumps on you, sits on your shoulders, and he just like drags, you know, ragdolls you around. <laughs> Ugh. I don't even remember how, how how you can possibly fend it off. You know, for me, I just I just made sure that if I heard if I was warned about the jockey being nearby, I mean, man, it was really. You know, the maniacal laugh, really. I mean, that's what gave away its location. But, I, I mean, I always made sure if the jockey's close by, grab a shotgun, because you're going you're gonna to need it. But now we get to the spitter. <laughs> now, there's really something that, that took some great thinking, really going to great lengths, you know, being creative. A special affected with the ability to spit a green ball of acid from a long distance. And once it hits the ground, it expands into a puddle... And God, man, it will drain your health just like that. Just like that. If you see her, you might want to run before <laughs> before you start shooting it. Because like I just said, a great ball of acid from a long distance. So, that takes care of these. But you know what? How, how can I possibly forget this? The witch... A special, special, special infected. How did I forget about this? I love this game so much, I really forgot about the witch. Well, I'll be honest with you, and I swear, on my grandfather's grave, in all my time of playing this game, I never disturbed the witch. And there's actually something different about the witch in Left 4 Dead 2, but let me go back to in, in Left 4 Dead 1. The witch, okay, when you approach the witch, you hear her crying, okay? And there's also some sort of mysterious music that plays when, when you're close by. Basically, if the, if you have a flashlight, if you point it at her and you're close, she will get pissed and she will attack you. And she does the most damage. I mean, she probably does more damage than the tank and even faster too. I mean, in the intro video of the first one, you remember Bill, uh, uh, Bill and Zoe are in that room and you know, they see the witch, and then and then when they're when the survivors are attacked by a horde, uh, Louis tries to warn them and he accidentally points his flashlight towards the witch and she gets provoked and she attacks. So that's the thing with the witch, that she cries and she has these long, you know, fingernails. I mean, <laughs> ooh, if you startle her, boy, are you in trouble. But anyway, so what I should have mentioned about the witch in, in Left 4 Dead 2, she's not just sitting there crying. Like, in Left 4 Dead 2, she's actually wandering around crying. So if you bump into her, if you're too close to her, well, shit just got even more real. And you, you better run. But but, but I, I really I'll be honest I like how they did that in Left 4 Dead 2. I mean they made, they made it a little bit more challenging, you know. And of course you know when you're a gamer like me that really likes a challenge, <laughs> you're certainly gonna thrive on it. So so the way the way they did it, you know, having her wandering around, you know, she's covering her face because remember she's crying. So she you know, she's weeping her tears. She's covering her face, and <laughs> you really are in trouble if you disturb her. 
But now we get to, you know, and here's a couple of things also about Left 4 Dead 2 is that more weapons were, were introduced, okay? You know, and newer characters as well. Basically, in Left 4 Dead 2, I mean, they really did, they did such a fantastic job. You know, putting in the putting in these weapons. I mean, the weapons from the first games are back, but but Left 4 Dead 2 introduces a silenced submachine gun, a combat shotgun, a sniper rifle. You know, a larger you know an AK-47, a combat rifle, just name a few, a grenade launcher, a machine gun. And, you know, of course, there's the regular uh, semi-automatic uh, M1911 pistol. But, okay, that's actually in the first one. Okay, yeah. Actually, the main uh, the main firearm, I should say, in Left 4 Dead 2 is the P220 pistol. There's also a Glock, a Magnum. And what I really got to mention also is that, you know, Left 4 Dead 2 added... Melee, melee weapons, an axe, baseball bat, chainsaw, cricket bat, crowbar, frying pan, a golf club, a guitar, a katana, a machete, a nightstick, and a pitchfork, and a shovel. <laughs> they really made it zombie apocalypse material. They took it up a notch in, in Left 4 Dead 2. I mean, they put more effort I mean, and in, in creativity into the game. So I'm super grateful. I mean, all these choices of weapons, I mean... You just want to play the. You just want to use every single weapon. I mean, you're just determined to keep playing the game over and over again, getting as many kills as you can with each weapon. I mean, Left 4 Dead 2 was truly addicting. I mean, killing with a combat shotgun was so much fun. AK-47 was okay. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Still suffering from the hiccups and the uh, the post-COVID uh, dry cough. But you know, the AK-47 was fun to shoot with. But you know, the combat shotgun just really can't be beat. I mean, nothing like, you know, going zombies and just blasting them left and right. <laughs> but, but I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed, you know, with the katana, the machete, the guitar, <laughs> the cha of course, the chainsaw. <laughs> that, well, that's, that's the most fun. Chopping them up into itty bitty pieces. <laughs> then again, be careful. You'll have the blood all over you. You know... I like this how the, the setting is set up in Left 4 Dead 2 is that man you you're you're in the south. And if I remember correctly, you start out near uh, Atlanta you start out not far from from Atlanta, Georgia. I, I think the main plot in the game like you start off on a roof on a, on a hotel rooftop in Atlanta, Georgia and you make your way you make your way to New Orleans. And on the way you get through the swamps, you get through you get through a lot. Okay. And aside from the special zombies, there was actually something I like to call the unique zombie. Okay, you know, and, and it kind of, and there was it, it, they call it it's called the uncommon infected, according to this research, the, uh, the uncommon infected. <coughs> Excuse me, but the uncommon infected was really I mean just another, you know. Unique thing they had, they had, they really had to add it to the game. I mean, they really had to add a zombie based on the, on the environment of the South, right? <laughs> I mean, and there's these zombies, you know, in hazmat suits, you know, in, in the campaign when when you're in the you're in the theme park, zombie clowns, you know, with uh with shoes that make funny sounds, and then you know, these uh you know, these zombies, you know, in riot gear. It, it really was <laughs> something uh, unique. 
yeah, basically, <laughs> you know, I just, I, I just didn't, I, I just never could have imagined seeing that. <laughs> but you know, and, and all also, you know, it, it caused a little bit of controversy because, excuse me, um, when you're in a part like you know, it, it, those are an uncommon effect that it, it's called mud men. You know, and uh, unfortunately, yeah, and I understand why it kind of bit, it, it, it caused a little bit of controversy because it was kind of seen as racist. But you know, it's a zombie that you know when you're when you're in the campaign called Swamp Fever, when you're going through the swamps, okay, there are these zombies that are covered in mud and they use it as camouflage, and these and they will they'll pop out of the mud and they'll actually sprint right at you. So I guess that's why they called it Mudmen. But I mean, they could they could have come up with something else, but. But I was like, you know what? It's just cool to see a zombie covered in mud, hiding in the mud, pop out of nowhere, and just come right back at you. <laughs> so, so that 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 couldn't have been, you know, more unique. But <laughs> and and when, of course, you know, there, you know, in the in the, in the dead center campaign, which I believe is the first one. You know, when you have these zombies like in hazmat suits, I was like, wow. Unbelievable, and, and yes, that's right. I'm actually yes, uh, I'm actually correct. Yeah, the Death Center was the very first campaign. Well, I'll get to the campaigns in a second, but yes, common effect of zombies in hazmat suits, and that and it actually makes them fireproof. Yeah, the Molotov cocktail. Another thing that I believe that was added to this game, you know, they're fireproof. It won't kill them. And you get to the carnival, the zombie clowns who have squeaking shoes, and then you know, in, in the one called the Paris, you know, there's the zombies in riot gear. Which puts which makes them bulletproof in the front. Like you have to shoot them in the back to actually kill them. So they they really had to. And of course, you know, there's zombie that comes out of the mud. But really good. And I just like you start out in that from in Atlanta, Georgia, going all the way to New Orleans. So dead center is the is the very first one. You're on top of the hotel. You know the the helicopter. You know is there, but then it leaves. And then you have to basically, like, you know, just fight your way through, and then, you know, like that. Dark Carnival, basically, now, you're you're on your way out of Atlanta. You know, you're on the freeway, on an abandoned freeway, and then there's a, carna- a carnival place called, you know, Whispering Oaks. You go through there, you gotta go through the Tunnel of Love. I mean, you really go through the carnival, you really have the, uh... And, you know, and when you fight the finale, I mean, you're basically on a, on a concert... Stage and you can use the pyrotechnics, you know, to kill the zombies. I mean, you know, and you actually use the pyrotechnics to actually signal to the chopper. And then, you, of course, you know, there's the swamp. I mean, I, and I feel like the, I think the swamp was probably you know funny place, you know. But I really felt like because of the that that sort of challenge, you know, things would actually be that fun, but. But that thing as well, with you know going through that alligator farm, and this is actually that that, that plane that that's crashed. It was really, it was really cool. <laughs> and then of course you get to that plantation. Of course, you know, you know, I'm guessing, yeah, that's when you, you that's when you know you're in Louisiana. What is that plantation? You know, and then you, you make contact with somebody else, and then they pick you up, and and then you get to the toughest one, hard rain, when you're really crossing that bridge in in New Orleans. Well, actually, no. I'm I'm sorry. Hard rain is actually before you know because remember you get on that boat and then the boat runs out of fuel. You have to fight through. You have to basically you have to, you're on that. That's when you're on that mission to actually get more fuel, okay. 
and you know, and I remember, you know, you gotta fight through these like f- these fields, and you know, uh, there are you know, in, in, which in, <laughs> these sugar mills, and you know, you gotta reach a gas station, and you gotta fight your way back. I mean, that's where it start. It's actually starting, you know, to actually rain. I mean, I, I think you're actually you're in Mississippi in, in that scenario. So I gotta admit, so if you're in Mississippi there, I mean, in the swamp, I got I gotta ask like. I don't think you're in New Orleans. I mean, I know I'm sure there's there's other plantations in the South, but but after that, you know, you get to a place called you know the Burger Tank. You know, you illuminate the sign, and then you know, I mean, you're you're in a part of that game. You know, a storm is actually about to hit. So, and I really don't remember much about that about that campaign. Really, the, the fact that you're fighting through these, you you start in a neighborhood, you go through these mills and things like that, and then yeah. But then, when you you finally reach the Paris, the final one, that's when you arrive in New Orleans. Okay, you go through the French Quarter. There's a, a an abandoned military quarantine zone. Of course, there's the riot zombies. You'll go through a cemetery. You know, you know, and you get near that bridge, and then you, you have to you, know, you fight through it. And there's the military helicopter on the way. I mean, God, I, I just remember how tough it was being on that bridge. It was tough. <laughs> It was the biggest challenge of the game, finding all these hordes, being outnumbered, not having that much ammo. Man. Man, oh man, oh man. And man, I, I can't tell you how, how many times I was this close to finally getting that level done that I would die, but after so many tries, I had just finally gotten it. You know, I gotta be honest, you know, when they introduce these new characters, I... I Honestly, the first thing, you know, when I learned that these were new characters, I really asked myself, what happened to the ones in the previous before? Obviously, they're rumored to be alive, but... Because from what I understand is, the original plan was for the sequel to take place seven days after the end of the, the, end of the first campaign, or at least the, the first plot, the, the plot of the first game. But they just decided to do, to do something completely different. So, alright, no big deal. But, you know, I remember the, the characters, there's uh, Nick, you know, the, the dude in the expensive suit who I believe is an escaped convict. Then there's Ellis, the mechanic, Rochelle, the reporter, and then there's Coach, the football coach. <laughs> they, 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 <laughs> of course, with Ellis, they, a mechanic dude, you know, of course, with a, with a heavy southern accent, I mean, they really, they really had to make it as realistic as possible, didn't they? But, you know... The intro in the Left 4 Dead 2 was was pretty good, but and, you know of course you know the game starts you know once the it be exactly where the intro video ended so so really at the end of the day there's some you know big changes but but overall it's much like the first one really and and there's really and of course you know the there's the artificial intelligence also you know uh, comes back you know as well so that's nothing really that's changed but. That's that, that's just the way they did it, but but I like how in that one, you know, you're on the hard rain campaign. You know, a huge rainstorm is literally coming. I mean, you you can see where the when the rain starts, you, you got to fight your way through. I mean, man, man, oh man, oh man, <laughs> fighting zombies in a huge thunderstorm and heavy rain. Who would have figured, right? Well, now that I'm at where I'm at right now. It's a shame that there's there's never been a third. I'm I don't know if there's been a I know it's been teased in the past, you know, a lot of, you know, 
I don't know if Valve honestly teased it. I, I I would doubt it. But for so many for so many years, I I wondered about a, about a third game. But since it's been you know, you know over eleven years since the second one came out, and there's been no talk about any of them recently. I mean, I'm really at a point where I'm done expecting a third game. I really don't think it's gonna happen. So. But, you know, going through these safe houses and these, and these checkpoints, you know, the game, you know, like, uh, when you get through a checkpoint, like, you close that red door and then it tells you how many zombies you killed, whatever, it kind of gives you your stats and it saves the game for you, so, you know, re- really a challenging game and a game that, that I really love, so, and, you know, just like I mentioned, what, this game with the new features, you know, new types of special infected, the arsenal of melee weapons, I mean... They really wanted to make Left 4 Dead 2 the better game. And they wanted to add so many other things. I mean, they really wanted the, they wanted the customers to be happy. And this game was actually met with super positive uh, review by the critics. Of course, I'm sure there was a couple of cons, but... But Left 4 Dead 2... R- 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 they really, they really out- out- outdid themselves, Valve. Did Valve. And, you know, <laughs> and speaking of Valve, of course, when I think of the Valve intro... You know the bald dude. You know with the uh, thing on the back of his head. You know I've seen I've seen the uh, the intros and these logos. You know from the past, but 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 Val- Valve is really a hell you know a hell of a company. I don't I don't know much about them. I mean, the only games I okay. They're the developer of the software. Okay, they are the okay of Steam. Okay, actually I knew that. Of course they developed Half Life, Counter Strike. Okay, Portal. Okay, so I have played a lot of their games because I thought that I, I thought at first that Left 4 Dead were the only games developed by Valve that I actually played, but no, I played Half-Life, some of the Counter-Strikes, you know, Portal, even though I never really understood what Portal was about, I just ended up playing it, but, but Valve Software, you know, Valve Corporation, you know, whichever name they they prefer, I mean, very unique game developers and publishers, and, you know, I believe they're based in Washington in the Seattle area, they were found back in 1996, you know, Valve is, Valve is really good, you know, Valve along with Ubisoft, you know, it, a video game company that I really have paid a lot of attention to, and a, and, a, and a company whose games I really want to start playing again. I mean, I really owe it to Valve for giving me such, a, for arguably giving me the best zombie game I could ever ask for. I'm more than grateful than ever. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Rage Quit. Remember, if there's any subject you want me to talk about, just follow, find me on Twitter, mention Rage Quit, and then send me the request. I will do my best to fulfill the request because keep in mind, I care so much about my loyal listeners and my mission is to make you happy. Rage Quit is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and now Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank you all very much for joining me this evening. I will see you next time. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.